With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Day one here at the U.S. Open. I'm Ed McGrogan here with Steve Tigner, and uh, we're live on scene here, so we apologize in advance if you hear any announcements coming from the press room. That's right next door, and uh, it's a bellowing sound for all the uh, interviews of the many, many matches going on today. Um, Steve, you got tour of most of the grounds today as much as you could um just give me a couple highlights from what you saw and then we'll talk about some of the bigger matches just a little bit uh well we the, one of the one of the um, more surprising matches or for me was was um, madison keys a young a 16 year old american the youngest player in the draw in either draw and she looked pretty good beating jill kravis uh today it's you know it's it's definitely just a start, but uh, an athletic um, young American with a big serve, who um, who's been down at the Everett Academy for a few years, and this is the first time this is the first time she's played the Open. Um, aside from that, saw some of saw some of Dolgopolov. He looked good this time. He's had a lot of ups and downs. He looked good today. Um, Gasquet out on New Court 17, which is which is a nice arena, uh, sort of a mid-sized a little like the Australian Open, um, but intimate. It should be a good match, good, good um, stadium for night matches. And that's, a, and that's, I guess, a sunken court. It's It definitely seems, from my perspective, to be a, a bit of a variance from what the typical U.S. Open outer court looks like. Is that uh, that what you saw? Just yeah. It's a, it's a little, it reminds me a little of either Indian Wells or the Aussie Open. Uh, you feel like you're sort of out on your own out there. There's, you don't get the feeling that you're in... The grounds are kind of uh, court on its own, and it is sunken. The, the press seats are in, were in the front row today, and there you were below the level of the court, which is a little weird. Uh, makes it hot, hotter out there than I think anywhere else on the grounds. Uh, but um, but it's good. It, you know, once they get schedule some evening matches there, that should be good. Gasquet also looked um, he looked pretty good today. And that Madison Keys um, match there. Those two are 21 years apart. That's the big hook on the story there. But at the professional level, a lot of times age is kind of uh, negated because all these players are really so good and you know they made it this far. Could you really discern the 21-year gap between these two when you were watching them out there? Well, Keys is much more athletic. She's bigger. She's a modern game compared to Joe Krabis. I guess she's almost six feet tall. She's a big, flat first serve. She's a real kick serve. Uh, there's a lot, lots of things to work on in her game. You can see a lot of disjointed elements to her game still so far. Uh, but, yeah, somebody asked Matt Madison after the match whether her mother was older than 
Jill Kravis, and apparently she is. That's Okay, we have that down now, I guess. Um, the other matches, I, I should match, mention one I saw, um, kind of a disappointing effort by Ryan Harris, and he, it, it was... It was at this point after him he lost in straight sets, but I have to say um, the Marin Chill, which I saw today, was also kind of a, a, a good thing to watch. It was We haven't seen a ton of him at his best stuff for a couple of years now, really, since he made the Aussie Open semis a few years back. And um, this was a guy who was taking the ball on the rise and really just kind of pushing pushing Harrison around, I guess as he should be, as, as a really high seed there, but it was a it was a nice match for him, and I think he might get Tomich next, if that, if I'm not mistaken, but um, but it was a good effort from Chilich today, I have to point that out. Um, the bigger result matches involved Kvitova, Sharapova. Um, tell me what you saw out of those. Kvitova loses Wimbledon champion in straight sets to Dolgaru, and Sharapova Holds off Heather Watson in three sets. Yeah, Kvitova was a strange match. Just when you thought she was going to, this is sort of typical for her, I guess. Even in this match, when you thought she was going to run away with it or turn it around late in the first set, in the middle of the second set, she—that's um, when she completely folded. She was up uh, in the first set. It looked like she was going to win that set, but she couldn't. Um, it's just a case of she made a ton of errors. Uh, you know, sort of typical hit and miss, and then she was really bad in the second set. She was up 2-love and lost 6-3. Sharapova had, didn't seem to have any confidence in the forehand for a lot of the match. The serve was shaky. Uh, a ton of errors there. Um, Heather Watson, you know, young player, young uh, British player, was fast. She got a lot of balls back. She ran um, back and forth across the baseline the whole afternoon. And that gave, she just forced Sharapova to hit a lot of shots. And she never, she never really let go of the match either. Sharapova came back to win when Watson had some chances in the second set, but Watson didn't go away in the third either. Uh, typically, I think Sharapova has one of these every Grand Slam. She had one at the French where she was even further behind to, uh, to Christine Garcia uh, and, and won that and eventually made the semis. So, you know, and the thing is, too, that um, Kvitova was in her quarter, too, so it's, it opens... Uh, it, it looked like a, a disaster for a little while for Sharapova, but she's going to remove Kvitova from her path, and I think Radwanska might be the the next highest seed remaining there. Um, so, all in all, that's a good trade off for yeah, Sharapova. Yeah, for her in the end. Yeah. Um, just give me your thoughts on tomorrow early schedule. I know you peeked at it. Um, anything that comes around there is. Something you want to. Most of the big names are playing. Um, I think pretty much everyone, aside from like Andy Roddick, might be scheduled tomorrow. But is. Um, Attention, press. Ekaterina okay. Makarova is on her way to interview room four now. Anything Makarova. come to mind for uh, tomorrow? Now. One match that, that stands out as being potentially good or, I guess, potentially disastrous is Serena Williams against Jovanovsky. Uh, at night. Jovanovski is a good young player, Serbian player. She'll be completely overwhelmed, I'm sure, by the situation of playing at night against Serena, but it does offer it does offer a little more um, could offer a little more resistance than you might normally might normally get. It's also Serena's first return to Ash Stadium in two years, so um, that in itself is is 
a moment to, or an event. Absolutely. Well, again, we apologize for that uh, intoning there from the announcer, but uh, like I said, on the scene here at the U.S. Open, Steve Tegner, Ed McGrogan, and we'll be back throughout the fortnight with more podcasts. Thanks for listening. Tennis.com. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 